unto him to shew unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who by record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all the things that he saw. I'm going to preach a message one day on what he saw. Amen. Verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Whoo! You can say that. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was, and which is to come from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us, thank you Lord, kings and priests unto God and his Father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. We all join in and say amen. And verse 7, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, we all say, Amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. I, John, also, or I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and the patience of Jesus Christ, and was in the isle that is called Patmos, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, uh, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches, which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and Smyrna, and Pergamos, and Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and Philadelphia, unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And everybody here knows that's representative of the churches. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, whoa, I, let me pause for a minute. And all the messes that he corrected the churches on, he is still in the midst. <laughs> whoa, amen. In the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened of the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and a girt about the paps with a golden girdle. If you want to know how you ought to dress, Jesus is your example. And he said, down the foot. Everybody ought to say amen. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet, I liken the fine brass, as if they burned in the furnace. They did. That was Daniel chapter 3. And his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And uh, we know what that is. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength and when I saw him I fell at his feet as dead boy I would too and he laid his right hand upon me <laughs> Woo! amen saying to me fear not thank God I am the first and the last I am he that liveth and was dead behold I am alive forevermore and everybody says amen and have the keys of hell and death and write the things which thou hast seen he tells him now take time and write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter, and the mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in the right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars, are the angels of the seven churches, 
who therefore share their truth with their preachers, pastors. And then the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Let's pray and you'll be seated. Father, we love you today. I know, God, that where I stand, Lord, no man can help me. I stand, Lord, unable and unequipped, Lord, and of myself. I need your power, your presence, your spirit upon me to anoint me and to empower me and to liberate and give us, Lord, uh, the ability to preach the word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost, Father. We can't do it without that unction from heaven. And I don't stand up here because I'm perfect, but God, because of the grace and the calling which you gave me before the foundation of the world, the message that you generated in my soul, my spirit, and Lord, how it began to develop in my heart. Lord, I, I, I want to come together tonight on a Wednesday to do my best to encourage your children to put some spark in their fire. Lord, to, to walk out of here, uh, Lord, we've came in laden. Uh, our, our load is heavy. And, and Lord, the, the watermark of the load of our ship is, is right below the surface. I mean, we're taking all we can handle. But Lord, if, if you would unload us today, Lord, we, we'll, we'll raise up above that laden mark and we'll skip the top of the waves when we leave. If, if you'd help us for a little while tonight, I pray to be able to convey and preach what you've laid upon me. I pray that we'd all leave rejoiced and restored and renewed and with a fresh stirring in our soul. Thank God for the good things of God. We love you and we pray, God, that you'd help us, Lord, and the power of the Holy Ghost preach through us to help your children. And Lord, give, them, give us all what we need to go a little further in Jesus' name. Save a sinner and touch a saint. Most of all, God, we pray, get glory. Amen. You can be seated. If you're not already, you can be seated. If the Lord would help me for a little while tonight, uh, I almost sent out a, a text message through Miss Peggy. Uh, come with your prayer study shoes on. Uh, but I, I feel like we need to get in worship mode. Uh, the text that I've read is a powerful text. Matter of fact, if when I looked up in, in, in the book of uh, some history about the book of Revelation, here's one thing I found. This is what Alexander Scurvy said. I love this. He said that in Christ, in the book of Revelations, you see the king revealed. In the epistles, you saw the Savior revealed. In Acts, you saw him rejected. You saw the king witness about, but you've seen the king of sin. And the gospels, you hear him presented. And the Old Testament, you hear him, hear him prophesied about. But in the revelation, thank God, you see him revealed. In our text, it's called, I don't know what your Bible is labeled, it's called the revelation of St. John. But it is actually, I can't even say it because it's not right. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. It says that in verse 1, it is the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave to him to shew unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. I believe we're living in those days where we're seeing some things come to pass. There is something to see. The book of Revelation, you can picture it like this. My wife's got this lamp over there in the, in the living room. And it gives off a pretty good bit of light. But it has a, a gray shade around it. It's, it 
kind of buffers the light. But if, if the revelation, what it does, is unscrews that nut on top and takes the shade off and illuminates brighter than any other book. It's been said that Revelation is the pivotal book. All the book of the volume of the book, it is written of me. Christ tells us that. Oh, if the world uh, and all of its corners and crevices uh, was stacked full of books, it couldn't even hold, uh, the, according to John, the things that he'd done in three and a half years of his earthly ministry. Oh, I'm telling you today, uh, what we have in our hand is not just a copy of God's Word, uh, but it is that that reveals Christ to us and in this book it does it more magnificent than any other book I want us to just take just a moment tonight and look with me in chapter 1 he starts this book out uh, with three amens I want to deal with the Lord's help on the three amens and I'm looking for somebody to say amen. I, I want to deal with the three a.m.s of Revelation in chapter 1. I want you to notice what Christ amened. Now, amen is a worship word. It is a, cele a celebration word. It is a word of surety. Uh, but it is also, according to the Old Testament, an actual name of Jesus. It's all right, church, is what I'm saying, to use the word amen. I don't believe you can overuse the word amen. I thank God for that worship word. It is a word that testifies of the celebration of the saints, of the surety of the scriptures, and of the, hey, thank God of the salvation of the Savior. And all of God's people said amen. Notice with me, if you will at the first one it's, it's contained really in two verses look with me if you will in verse 5 Revelations chapter 1 and verse 5 and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness <laughs> whoa let me say that first of all in verse 5 uh, he uses this descriptive term uh, he uses these words uh, faithful witness uh, I believe we can see his dependability. Hey, would y'all agree with me? Uh, tonight, uh, I can depend on him. I can lean on him. I can listen to him. I can look to him. And when he comes back, I'm going to leave with him. Somebody say amen. Woo, amen. Thank God for his dependability. He is the See, in the uh, English language, I'm not trying to act like I'm smart, but the word the in the English language means the definite article. In other words, it's the only one of its kind. You can say faithful witnesses, but if you use that word the 
faithful witness, you are specifying that it is the standard. There's no other one like him. Well, can I say amen? There ain't nobody like him. Hallelujah. He is the faithful witness. He never made a misstep. He's, it, have y'all thought about this in a while? Have you? Has it ever occurred to you that nothing's ever occurred to God? Has you, have you ever thought about this? He never had to redo something. He never had to back up. Thank God. What he's done, he's done. And he's forever right. You say, preacher, has he ever done wrong? No. In fact, if he ever did what we think is wrong, when he did it, it'd be right. Amen. He is the faithful witness. He's the standard. He's the goal. Amen. He's what we shoot for. Then in verse 5, it says the faithful witness. But then notice this. The first begotten of the dead. So we see his dependability and we see his deliverance. Other people had been raised from the dead but died again. Uh, this one, Jesus, he's the first begotten from the dead. That means he never will die again. He even tells us over here, I'm he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Verse 18, he's alive forevermore. Thank God for his dependability. Hallelujah for his deliverance. Hey, he came out of the grave. The seal couldn't hold him. The soldiers couldn't hold him. The sepulcher couldn't hold him. Hey, man. And the centurion of soldiers couldn't hold him. Hey, man. He's sovereign God. He, 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 he got out before the stone was rolled away. He just rolled it away so he could see he wasn't there. Hey, man. Thank God. His dependability, his deliverance. Notice this. It says this. And the prince of the kings of the earth. Uh, that word that prince means the epitome, the highest of the high. So in other words, you could say it like this. It says it in Revelations 19. We see his dominion. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Uh, hey, when we get to heaven, uh, those kings that do make it, there will be some according to Revelation chapter 20. There's going to be some kings make it. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to bring their glory and honor into that place called heaven and lay it at his feet, amen. I say hallelujah. What the devil thought he had charge of, he's going to find out he was always a dog on a leash. I'm saying today, he's got all power and all power is given unto him. We see his dependability, his deliverance, amen, his dominion. But then notice verse six, amen. I love this. In verse five, notice this, his delivering. Amen. The Bible says when we look at his delivering, notice the passion of it in verse 5. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? You already said his deliverance. That's right. I'm talking about he delivered himself. He's the I am. He's not the I was or the I will be. He's always been the I am. He's self-existent God. Amen. Before anything was, he was. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and life was a lot of men. I'm telling before the world was, God was. Stepped out on nothing, grabbed nothing, and made everything. I say, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. What a God we serve. I'm glad I'm not like some of these folks carrying my God around, nervous I'm going to drop it and break it. My God's carrying me around. Oh, thank God. I'm, I'm enjoying this first. Amen. Notice this about it. He is delivering. That's, the, the, that's what he does. That's what he does in his strength and his power. What we can't do for ourselves, he does for us. Notice this. It starts out in verse 5. Unto him that loved us. Amen. The passion of his deliverance. He loved us. Why did he do what he did? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For a good man, some would even dare to die. But God sent his only begotten son. Listen, he didn't spare Sodom and Gomorrah. That makes sense. He didn't spare those angels who left their first estate, cohabitated, did what they weren't supposed to do. That makes sense. He didn't spare the old world. That made sense. But the Bible said in Romans that he did not spare his own son, but he did not spare his son so he might deliver us. Oh, I'm telling you, it happened because he loved us. Amen. He said, I laid down my life for you. I got power to lay it down, power to take it up again. No greater love than this that a man give his life. He called us friends when we were yet enemies. I say amen. We see he loved us to passion. Notice the purifying of his deliverance. Who washed us? <laughs> oh boy. Old Pilate tried to wash his hands, but he couldn't wash his heart. Say amen. It took God to wash a heart of a sinner and make you as white as snow. Isaiah knew what it was when he gave, gave that great invitation. He said, come now, let us reason together, said the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet. That's a double-dipped garment. Hey, I'm talking about the stain so deep, none of man-made washing is going to get her out. Hey, man, ain't no stain removal made by Johnson & Johnson going to get it out. It's embedded in the fabric. Oh, come now, let us reason together, said the Lord, though your sin be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be like wool. Oh, I'm glad when he sees me. He sees me white. He sees the blood of the lamb. He sees me washed white as snow. Amen. Well, you see the purifying, the price. Notice this. He washed us from our sins. Hey, hey, let me put it like this. It says in this text, from our sins. That means sin has no more dominion over me, has no more control over me. It can't dominate me. It didn't just wash my sins away. It washed me from my sins. It washed me down here, amen, or washed me up here and my sins down there. I say, hallelujah. I'm glad he washed me from my sins. The price was in his own blood. He laid his life down. He shed divine blood. Oh, I say hallelujah. Oh, Brother May said one time he went and gave blood. And uh, they said they could put it in a, a, a special container and put it in a, in a freezer. And it only lose a fraction of its power uh, to save a life. And about 100 years, it only lose a fraction. He said, whoa, let me tell you about a blood that was shed 2,000 years ago. It ain't lost none of its power. I say amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for the price of our deliverance. Then then notice this, the promotion that came. Notice he made us kings and priests. Oh, I say thanks be unto God. Hallelujah. He's talking about 
God in this first amen, his redeeming program. He's talking about his dependability. He's talking about his deliverance, his dominion. He's talking about, thank God, his delivering power. Hey, no man that come, that's been drawn and comes to him will be cast down. It don't matter how wicked and vile. Hey, thank God. We who sometimes were alienated and enemies in our mind by wicked works, yet now he hath reconciled us in the body of his flesh. Oh, the cross of Christ. Oh, blessed be the good name of God. Hallelujah. He's talking about this first amen, his redeeming program. He even tells us over in Matthew 11, coming to me all you that labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest, take my yoke upon you and learn to me. He says in Matthew 28 that we're not, when we get it, we're not just supposed to hoard it, we're supposed to hand it out. He says, go you to all the world, preach the gospel. Hey, we're supposed to teach everybody and see them saved, then baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, then see them taught in the scriptures. Hey, that's what he gave us the privilege to do. The ministry of reconciliation. The message of redemption. It's a message of redemption. Amen. It's a message of rest. But it's also a message of responsibility. Oh, can I say, he's talking in verse 5 and in verse 6 about his redeeming program. And then he closes verse 6. Notice there's a period, a pause, a capitalization, amen, and then another period. Don't need but one word in this kind of sentence. It's like he just, and from what I understand, it's supposed to be said with a jubilant heart. It's supposed to be said with elongated pronunciation. Hey, man. Can anybody say, hey, man. Hey, he's talking about his redeeming program. And he gets happy and just says, amen. I think we ought to say, hey, man, that he loved us and he watched us and he made us. I say, hallelujah. Bless his name. Thank God for the rest in redemption. Thank God for the responsibility and the redemption program. Amen. He uses that word, amen. You say, preacher, what's the big deal about that word? Well, this word, as I've already said, it's, uh, I call it the doxology. <laughs> Amen. He's pausing a minute and, and, and going ahead and having himself a glory fit, a worship fit. It's as if he's saying, thank God. Amen. There's a sureness about it. Hey, there's a sureness about salvation, about redemption. That's what the word means, a surety. Amen. There's a sureness about it. Salvation is this way. And this is the truth about it. And this is the way about it. And this is the life about it. There is no other way. Amen. I say hallelujah. Then he's as if he's saying, amen, a splendor about it. He's getting happy. He's worshiping. Thanks be unto God. I say hallelujah. Amen for the splendor, for the sureness. Thank God. Hallelujah for the fact that we can say Amen. Now look at the number two, verse number seven. Behold, he cometh with clouds. He not only amens his redeeming program in verse five and six, he amens his returning plan in verse seven. Notice what he says. Behold, he cometh. (laughs) 
Woo! Amen. Amen. Thank God I can't wait till I get to the end. Hey, and then when he gets down here, he's going to say, even so, I don't even have time to close the sentence out. Let me just put a comma right here and say, amen. I think we ought to say, amen. Thank God we ought not even take time to end the sentence. Or not wait till the service is over. You ought not wait till somebody else does it. Let me get an amen in before anybody else does. He's coming back, church. This ain't the end. This this is the worst it's going to get. Are y'all listening to me for the saint? Hey, this is as close to hell as we'll ever get. And it's as close to heaven as that wicked crowd ever get. That ought to make you want to shout. Thank God. Hey, man, he's a coming back. We're pulling out of here one day. Hey, the Bible says the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. It's going to be noisy. <laughs> Amen. With a shout. And the voice of the archangel. Amen. A trump of God shall sound. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. It'll be noticeable. Amen. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. We'll never return the same. Oh, we're going to come back, friend. We're going out like Superman minus the leotards and coming back like the Lone Ranger on a white horse. Oh, we're going to have a glorified body. Are y'all listening to this preacher? It's real. This ain't a fairy tale. He's coming back. Amen. Woo! He said, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Hey, he said, I'm going to prayer place for you. And if I go to prayer place for you, Hey man, I'll doubtless come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Thomas asked a question that I'm glad he did. And Jesus gave a dogmatic answer. I can't hardly stand all this mess going on. They tried to get me to come over here, have a joint fellowship church meeting. They said, forget doctrine. Why? Doctrine's what we believe. I ain't holding hands with somebody don't believe Jesus is the virgin born son of God. Somebody ought to say amen. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you, God don't never want us to put aside pure doctrine in the spirit of unity. He wants the brethren, the truly born again of the same womb of the Holy Ghost, to unite at Calvary around right doctrine. Hey, they don't even believe the rapture. I'm glad I believe in it. I'm getting out of here, amen. Amen, hallelujah. Listen, he's amen, and he, I ain't got to the end of it, but he's amen, and amen, his returning plan. You say, preacher, what's the big deal about that? Well, I think it's a big deal. I like what Titus 2 says. Titus 2 says this. It's a, hey, blessed hope. <laughs> he said it's a blessed hope. Now, that word hope, as it's used in that context, is not a hope like we have sometimes. We hope not knowing if it's going to happen. But when God uses that word, that root word means an expectation of it absolutely is going to happen. I just don't know when it's going to happen. So I'm hoping it's today, but it might be tomorrow. It's a blessed hope, but that's not all. Titus said it's a glorious appearing of who? The great God. And who else? Our Savior. I say glory to God. He's a great God. He's not just a good God. He's a great God. There's nobody like 
like him. Amen. Hallelujah. He's coming back. Titus tells us that's the truth. He's coming back. Now we've got to live in trust. If we believe he's coming back, then we've got to walk in faith and walk in the Spirit and pray in faith and pray in the Spirit and live like we expect Him to come back at any moment. we got to trust Him, brother. Proverbs 3 puts it like this. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge Him. He shall direct thy path. Amen. Don't lean your own understanding. Church, listen to me. It's the hardest thing to do to put all of your trust in the Lord. It's easy to say, but he says, trust the Lord with all thine heart. You see, if you trust him with all your heart about all your problems, about all your days, about all your situations, then if trust is all of your heart is full of trust, there's no room for worry. There's no room for anxiety. Y'all might as well say amen. We're full, of, we're full of the flesh. Somebody say amen. But I'm glad the scripture says the goal is for us to trust more and worry less. In fact, we ought to get to the place we trust the Lord with all our heart. Somebody say amen right there. That's the truth, Titus. Amen. That's the trust we ought to live in. But thank God the thrust that are to occupy our life is to see others get born again. You see, he's coming back, church. Has five aspects of his return. It's going to be personal. <laughs> he's coming back to get me, Brother Jerry. I know he's going to get you, but I, I'm excited about him getting me. Amen. He's coming back to get me, uh, Brother Orlando. I'm glad he's going to get you, but he's coming back to get me. Brother Tony, I'm glad he's going to go over to Glassy Mountain. Hey, but that ain't the only place he's going to call people from. He's going to call from Troy Lane and Tryon. Hey, I'm telling you, he's coming back. Hey, man, it's going to be personal. It's a personal. Salvation's personal. His return is personal. Amen. He's coming back for us individually. Matter of fact, 2 Timothy 2.19 tells us that. He says, the Lord knoweth them that are his. His seal is on us. It standeth sure. When, when, when Green Creek Elementary School fell in, and uh, I lived over in Green Creek, went there. That's back when you went to elementary school from kindergarten to sixth grade. And I went over there from kindergarten to sixth grade. Same, same uh, principle. I think he was in my sixth grade year. Uh, no, he was in my fourth grade year. And by the time I got to sixth grade, he had changed to Dr. Wagner. Dr. Wagner whipped me with a paddle more than the days of the month. Amen. A month. I'm telling you. I get them two times a day sometimes. I, I had this lady that I despised as a teacher. And she just was a, moved in here. And I'd slam her door. And when I left and graduated sixth grade. They wanted to keep me back, but my grades is too good. And when I left sixth grade, she made me a construction paper door. And said, here's your one you can slam since you're leaving my alone. 
I'm talking about, hey, hey, I'm not, I'm just telling you the way it was. In fifth grade, it was Miss Fagan. I love Miss Fagan. I had straight A's for Miss Fagan. Everybody I know had Miss Fagan. I think my grandpa had Miss Fagan. She taught everybody in there that went to Green. I thank God for her. But time sixth grade got around, I despised Miss Wilson. I couldn't hardly stand to be around her. Hey, can I tell y'all something? We're going to a place that we're going to get along with everybody. Hey, man, this flesh is going to be dealt with and done with where his vile body is going to be laid aside and when he comes back I'm going to have a glorious body he's going to shut me like a corn cob and the golden kernels of his glory it's going to rise while the flesh lies I'm getting out of here I don't even take clothes with me I've got an embroidered robe hey man white robes I'm so glad today that it's real it's personal amen Hey, man, it ain't pretend, it's per, it's per, but it's going to be public. That's what they said. He said, every eye shall see him. That's what it says right there. Every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. It's going to be painful for them that pierced him. Oh, I'm telling you, can you imagine? The Bible in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, it says that God's going to come back with flaming fire and taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. They chose sin over the Savior. God's going to send them a strong delusion. They're going to believe a lie. I don't care what Tim LaHaye says and that Left Behind series. He's nuts. You hear the gospel, your chance to get saved now. When the rapture takes place, none left. That's scriptural, King James Bible. That's what the Bible says. Hey, it's going to be painful for them left behind. But it's going to be precious for us. Thank God that's leaving this world behind. Somebody say amen. Woo! Hey, it's going to be positive. Amen. Thank God. And they also, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail. It's going to be painful. Thank God. But it's going to be positive because he says, even so, Amen. He says, amen to my redemption program. Amen to my returning plan. The Lord amen himself. That's why I know it's okay for me to amen myself. Amen, preacher. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I know it's all right because he did it. Amen. Woo. Hey, there's an amen of his returning program. Then look right here in verse number 18. He closes out the chapter. He's going to have to get one more in before he quits. It's as if there's got to be an amen for the Father, an amen for the Son, and an amen for the Holy Ghost. Amen. He's going to amen his revealing plan, his redeeming program, his returning plan, his revealing plan. Notice in verse 17, notice some words. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, look at these words, fear not. You see, his revealing plan, thank God, hallelujah, that redeeming program, he's amening salvation. His returning plan, he's, he's amening his soon return. But when we get to verse 17 and 18, he's amening his own self, his self-sufficient sovereignty. Oh, if he says amen about salvation, we ought to say if he says amen about his soon return, we ought to say, 
And if he says amen about him being in control and him being sovereign and everything he says going to come to pass, then we ought to say Amen. Notice what he said. He said, I fear not words of comfort. <laughs> I am he that liveth. That's words of a consciousness. He said, oh, I was dead. I died for you, but I raised myself. I, I'm he that liveth. That's that perpetual E-T-H on the end of it. I'm him that, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, he said, and behold, he said, I was dead. So he's showing us, Brother Tony, fear not. Hey, take comfort. I'm in control. I'm sovereign. I, I'm the one that was dead. I, I've got a consciousness. I'm alive. I ever live. I'm in control. I'll never die again. Amen. That's what he said. I, I'll never, I'm alive forevermore. I'm in control. And then there's a celebration word. He said, glory to God. I am my redeeming program. Hallelujah. I am my returning plan. But glory to God, I'm going to come back and I'm going to have my reward with me. And in the meantime, fear not. Just know I've got, I'm alive. And just know I'm in control. Hey, I'm alive forevermore. And just know, thank God. Hallelujah. Not only am I in control, but I'm celebrating about it. Amen. And all God's people said, Amen. He said, I'm, I'm celebrating. I'm having a celebration word, a confirmation word, a sure word. He says, and now notice this, y'all, y'all, he didn't even fit. Every other time he concluded, period. Amen. Period. The second time, couldn't wait, comma, didn't want nobody else to say it, hey man, period. But he ain't even got his thought out yet. And he pauses, he pauses on his control. He pauses on his, he pauses on his sovereignty. And he says, I'm he that liveth, I'm he that was dead, but I'm alive forevermore. And he pauses and says, Amen. And then he continues, and by the way, I've got the keys of hell and death. He said, Amen. And by the way, I've got the keys of it. Amen. Celebration time. But by the way, I've got the keys of the devil's cell. I say, Amen. Hallelujah, church. He amened. Amen. His revealing plan. So, preacher, what should we do? Well, the only thing I know to do. If I'm going to rest in his sovereignty, if I'm going to have comfort and fear not, the only way I can do that is realize he is alive. He's not the old man in the rocking chair. He's not the gray-headed feller upstairs. He's ever God that's ever been God. He's evermore God. And he amended that fact of his sovereignty, of his self-sufficiency, amen, of his control, of his comfort, of his consciousness, amen, hallelujah, I died once, let's pay your debt, I'll never die again, cause one death of mine paid for everybody's debt that will repent and believe, I say amen. And then he reminds us, he said, just let you know, I've got the keys. He said, put his medal on. This is what I blew my mind. If he did that, 
then what do we have? Here's the only thing we need to do, brother Jared. We need to surrender to it. We need to surrender to it, and that's a hard thing to do in our day. We need to separate from the world because of it. Remember what he said? Touch not the unclean thing, and I'll receive you, and I'll be to you a father, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Almighty. Because we know who he is, a self-sufficient, sovereign, holy, sinless Savior. That we need to separate from the sinful world to the sinless Savior. There ought to be separation in our life. Everybody ought to say amen right there. Amen. There ought to be surrender in the saint's life. But there ought to be a sense of satisfaction. Now, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at in my journey. But I am satisfied with everything he's done for me. I am perfectly content with all. I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied with these scriptures. <laughs> I'm not looking for the lost book of Enoch. Somebody say amen. God have mercy. Man. I, I, can't, I love it when they ask me that at the bookstore. You wouldn't believe what a can of worms that opens up. Hey, I thank God. I said, sir, are, have you read all them other 66 books that's really inspired? I said, sir, have you got it all memorized? Sir, do you have it all maintained in your life? Well, no. I said, ain't no sense for looking for some other junk. Everybody say amen. If I wanted to read a fairy tale, hey, man, I'd go get a novel based on Dallas and find out who did shoot J.R. Somebody say amen. I'm glad I'm saved. Hallelujah. And I'm excited that he said amen. How about his redemption? Amen. How about his return? And amen. About who he really is, the realness of his revealing. Amen. We are to be satisfied. We need to separate. We need to surrender. Hey, you say, preacher, I don't know about it no more. I don't know if I'm satisfied. Well, here's how you know. I'll say it a lot, but I'm going to say it again. Death is certain. Judgment is sure. Sin is the cause. Christ is the cure. If sin don't grieve you, souls getting saved don't murder you, and being saved and salvation no longer blesses you, you're backslid on God. Your love is waxed cold. And as sure as sin gets rampant, Matthew tells us, the love of men is going to wax cold. Don't let sinful society so-called sinful living saints hinder your surrender, your submission, your satisfaction. Somebody help me, amen. And, and, and your, by the way, your celebration. When you realize who's in control, when you realize who's in charge, when you realize who saved your soul, you ought to pause a minute and say, amen. And by the way, devil, he's got the keys to your eternal house. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And by the way, devil, you ain't even got the keys to your house. Somebody say amen. Let's all stand. We ought to celebrate tonight. We ought to